Hi everyone and welcome to the final whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali and I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 0-0 draw with West Ham. Dean Hammond and Adam Leach are with us again. Dean let's come to you first for your early thoughts on that game. Yeah it was obviously a difficult challenge for, for Southampton today. Credit to West Ham came with a game plan very defensive and um, just a little bit conservative from from Southampton and I think that was due to a little bit of mental fatigue, physical fatigue because of a quick turnaround for that mental fatigue where they weren't quite as sharp as they have been all season. But it's been a great start to the season. I think it's a point gain today. When you're not at your best, um, don't lose the game and they've gained the point. So a good clean sheet as well. So there's there's some positives from the performance as always. And Adam, what did you make of it? A well-earned point, good clean sheet? Yeah, both those things, Steve, definitely. Um, a little disappointing, obviously, in the final third. And I, I totally echo what uh, Dean said. Uh, clearly some fatigue there from the Saints players after some some tough games in a short space of time. But still a point, which is still progress. There's still progress in the table. It might look like they're going backwards in a way, but actually the points are still uh, accumulating at the moment. And if you're going to... If you're going to finish 2020, all right, it's not quite on the high that we all would have wanted, but just take a look at how far Saints have come in this calendar year with everything else that's gone on. I think it's something that we can all be really pleased with and good at least to finish the year with a point on the board and a clean sheet. Definitely. Well, before we discuss today's draw in a bit more detail, here's how the game panned out courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. Ward-Prowse plays it, looking for Adams in behind Creswell. He's onside at the moment, on the right of the penalty area, chips it back to Ings, dummies the shot, looking to try and line gone through two and scores on his return to the Southampton team. And then the flag goes up. Romeo has Walcott square, 35 yards out, turns and runs at the defence. Rice going back with him, still they've got the ball snapped and Walker-Peters with the shot, straight at Fabianski, who just goes down to the floor and gathers it. Bowen has it in the penalty area on the left, tries to cross it, headed up by Stevens, but not away. Might be a chance, and Ben Rama, I thought, had to score, and somehow he's kicked it straight at McCarthy, who is grateful to land on it. Um, I think it's fair to say that wasn't necessarily a thriller, Adam. Uh, what did you make of that performance? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> fair to say it wasn't a thriller. I think we probably most people did well to stay awake for quite a lot of that. It wasn't a, <laughs> not a classic. Um, two in a row like that, which is very unusual for Saints, given how exciting they've been, especially since since the restart and then into this season. They've been very exciting, and then. It's just dried up a little bit for them. It's just not quite happening at the moment in the final third. Um, still good players in there, still some decent play, but it's just something, a little spark maybe missing for them at the moment. And that's that's kind of what's costing them. And those are the fine margins when you play in the Premier League, which is a, a league full of good teams, competitive players uh, and, and quality as well. You just need that little extra something. And Saints have had it in abundance this season but have kind of run out of it a little bit now. Um, uh, yeah, they're just in a slightly difficult moment. There's there's positives to take. You could say three clean sheets now, that's great. There's also three games without scoring, which is not great. So just in, a, just in that slight odd position where they're just beginning to slide a little from, from where they were, which is not entirely unexpected, to be fair. But... Um, but, but on the positive side, they're also not getting beat week in, week out either. So um, it's kind of a bit of a mixed bag, I think, for Ralph at the moment. But I think he'd be grateful uh, to kind of have 
finish the festive period really because of the break they've got before Liverpool now and actually have a little bit of time to to kind of get the players to feel a bit fresher again and to sort of reassess and be able to go again um, and at least as I said the big positive is it's still a point they weren't beaten there's a clean sheet there are some good things to take out of it into into Liverpool. Yeah, there certainly are positives. There are always positives to take. Uh, Dean, do you think that's a fair analysis from Adam that perhaps there is just a bit of a spark missing? Yeah, I think I think it is that. I think it's um, especially today a little bit of a mental fatigue. Uh, the, there'll be a physical fatigue as well because of the quick turnaround. But there wasn't that men- there wasn't that mental sharpness, that adventurous play potentially from from the players today, and that's understandable. Um, I wouldn't say it was negative at all. It was just a little bit conservative. There was times when play- potentially the players could have or would have played football uh, forward a little bit quicker with one or two touch, but they were taking three or four touches. It was slowing it down. Um, but the positives are: it's, it's another clean sheet, like Adam said. It's it's another point to the tally. It wasn't the most exciting performance, um, but you have to give a little bit of credit to West Ham. Defensively, they were very, very good. Um, they will be happy with the point. You know, they played, they, they lined up as a back three, but it was a back five, really. Um, so they defended well, um, and it was difficult for Southampton to, to break down. But the possession stats will be good. Um, the players look comfortable on the ball. They tried a few things that just didn't quite happen tonight. And, and you can understand that. They looked a little bit tired and a little, a little bit flat. Um, but it's a point, another clean sheet. And like Adam said, it's a few extra days rest now. Recover, recuperate, get that freshness back, get a few smiles back on the, uh, on the faces in training grounds and then go into the Liverpool game. Yeah, we were slightly surprised to see Danny Ings in the starting lineup today, Dean. How do you think he got on? Yeah, he did okay, Danny. You could see that he was he was lacking a, a match sharpness. He's obviously physically fit, his conditioning's okay, uh, but that match sharpness, he's he's not played consistently now for a few weeks. He's come in, got injured again, gone out, recovered again, come back in today. I must admit the the offside goal that that showed his his absolute quality when he took that extra touch, went in between two players, kind of lifted it over a player, and then a fantastic finish. That was Danny Ings at his best. Obviously, it was offside. But yeah, he did look a little bit off pace. He was he was trying to force things at times. He looked a little bit frustrated when he didn't get the ball into his feet or it didn't come to him quick enough. He couldn't get half a yard to get a shot, but he did okay. Um, and that will help him getting 90 minutes under his belt again, got a little bit of rest now going into the Liverpool game. So we need Danny Ings back at his best, at his, at his sharpest, because he's, he's like I say, he's the talisman for, for the team. But that would have helped him today. But yeah, it won't be... A, his most memorable performance, but I must admit the goal we scored was was fantastic. Adam, we started off by seeing Danny alongside Shay Adams, and then of course it switched to Danny alongside Shane Long. How did both of those combinations work for you today? Well, Shay really struggled today. That's that's probably the flattest performance we've seen from him all season, I would say. Uh, I think he was just tired, to be honest. He just looked a bit out of gas. Today it could also have been that he got kicked in the head in the first five minutes, of course. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he just looked flat. Just wasn't wasn't like him at all today. Um, and you're going to get that. There's a lot of games that are coming at the moment. He's he's you know carrying a lot of burden. He's a big physical guy as well. That means he's strong. But it also means you know sometimes when they get a bit more worn down, it's a bit more obvious as well. And I think that was probably the case with him today. And I think Ralph was right to try and make the switch he, he might arguably have even made it a little bit earlier but uh yeah Shane came on and 
Yeah, I mean, Shane did what, what sort of Shane does, really, but it just probably wasn't the thing that was going to unlock West Ham today. Um, I understood why, why Shane came on, but I did wonder whether there was an argument for an Obafemi today, just that extra pace, that extra bit of unpredictability and spark that he brings you. And I think um, Redmond being out as well was a bit of a blow today, actually, because I think you would really have loved to have chucked him on uh, late on in that game uh, into that attacking mix. Because I thought Theo played played really well today. Actually, I thought he was he was good, a bright spark for Saints. But but the front guys they kind of all struggled to some extent. And when you saw West Ham at the end, obviously West Ham had been, as Dean rightly said, credit to them. They had they came with a game plan and they executed it pretty well. And they were very tight. And then at the end, um, they were able to throw on Bowen, Antonio, Benrahma that sort of extra quality. Yes, it didn't get them a goal, but obviously they looked the more likely in that period of time to get a goal, as whereas Saints kind of struggled to be able to match that from from the bench. Um, and, and that kind of was the difference in those moments, really. And uh, yeah, I, I just think Shea just needs a little bit of a break, whether whether he's he just needs a few days and he's fine for Liverpool or he needs a bit more of an extended break. I, I, you would hope the Saints could get him through to Liverpool he could be fresh enough for Liverpool to play and then he can have a bit of a break because he doesn't need to play in the FA Cup game. They've got almost two weeks until they play Leicester then. So it's an ideal time for guys like him to have a break. And I'm sure Ralph and the team will be looking at that this week to ensure that guys like him who, who were flagging a bit today get the rest they need to be fit enough to, to have that Liverpool game before they can have a proper break. Yeah, Alex McCarthy was rarely tested today, albeit did make a great save towards the end of the game. Dean, does that indicate an all-round good de- defensive performance from the team? Yeah, the, the team looked defensively strong today. I mean, uh, West Ham weren't the most expansive team. They didn't put uh, Savander under too much pressure. But they defended set pieces well, and when they were called upon, they, they defended well as a unit. Not only the, the back four, but... Uh, the midfield players as well, the two central midfielders protected the back four well. Um, and they protected the, the team with having good possession of the ball. So, you know, they kept the ball for long, long periods of time, moved it around the pitch so West Ham couldn't attack Southampton. And the save by Alex McCarthy was was fantastic. Really, really good save. Wasn't tested much today, didn't have a lot to do. So his concentration levels were excellent. When he was called upon, he kept his team in the game. And that's the standard he's playing at the moment. So, you know, he's, he's playing very, very well. He's an important part of the team. Um, and it was a solid performance by Southampton. You know, it wasn't the most thrilling uh, game. But they if you can't win it, don't lose a game. And unfortunately, in the end, they almost lost it for if, if it wasn't for Alex. So, um, a point gained. Um, disappointed not to get the three points and finish the, the year on a high. But defensively, looked good. Another clean sheet. Um, the fullbacks covered round when when they when they needed to, um, which is important, um, and they lost. They look solid as a unit. Yeah, actually, Dean, someone at home here agrees with you. We've got a comment here from Keenmore on Facebook, and and they've said the point is is better than nothing. Um, let's take a look at what else is being said on our social channels. Then, um, Sian's got in touch on Facebook. Uh, they've said good possession of the ball, but passing was too slow and lacked creativity. Uh, team looking a little bit tired overall. So again, echoing the thoughts of Adam and Dean there. Um, Joshua, hello to you. He says we're lacking depth in the squad currently. Uh, need to get something in January, even if it's just a loan. Um, 
Um, and then Peter said, tough match. West Ham played a low block against us and we didn't have the answer. Uh, and Andy has said, we were tight at the back, but it would have been nice to be a little bit more threatening. But again, as we say, it's still a point, Steve. It is still a point. And it's two clean sheets in a row, Adam. Uh, that's only three goals conceded in the six games in December. That's got to be a positive, right? Yeah, it's a big positive for Saints. And, and it is that mentality of, well, you know, if you can't win a game, better to uh, get a draw than to lose it. And uh, also, I guess, these two back-to-back, when you look at them, the two nil-nils they've just had, they were two games without Vestergaard. A lot of people said, would Saints struggle without Vestergaard, um, with Stevens coming in? And, and we spoke before the game about Stevens and what a big time this is for him. And, and ultimately, he can go away and say, that he was part of that team that kept two clean sheets there. And you can't really ask any more of your centre-halves than to be in teams that are keeping clean sheets. And on Stevens in particular, I mean, he did his best to try and play that Vestergaard role. We saw several times him, that Saints kind of dropping back to try and pull West Ham out of their, out of sitting so deep at times, um, probably before the, certainly in the first half, in the second in the second part of the first half trying to pull West Ham out and then hit them with those diagonal balls like Vestergaard does so well uh, from sort of left to right. And Stevens was trying to play those, trying to get them in towards Walker-Peters and Walcott, who were more of a threat down the right than Saints offered down the left. So uh, so credit to him as well and, and to the team. I mean, a clean sheet is still... It's still a good thing. And as Dean said, yeah, OK, West Ham, they weren't exactly the most expansive, but they've still got quality and it's still a Premier League game. They're still a Premier League team. Keeping a clean sheet is not a straightforward thing to do in the Premier League. You don't see that many of them, really. Um, so, yeah, credit to them for that. And it is a positive to take forward. And it, again, if you can't, if you can't win, don't lose. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, now, Dean, offensively, if we were kind of shining a spotlight on it a little bit and you had to pinpoint it to something, what's been missing for you lately? I think just that added spark. And one thing probably considering it is there's been a, a few changes uh, within the team due to injuries, suspensions, maybe form. Um, when the team was really flying and on all cylinders, it was the same players each, each week. Um, they were familiar playing with each other. Uh, the relationships were building and, and they understood each other very well. So that could be a reason. I think today, I mentioned it before, it was mental fatigue. So that extra sharpness where you're seeing pitches before you receive the ball, you can play one touch instead of having two or three. So it speeds the game up. There was a little bit of hesitation. You know, you're having that extra look. You're not quite trusting yourself when you're playing at your best and, t and, the, and the game's flowing for you as a player, you kind of trust your instincts. You know a player's there. You've already looked. You don't have a second look, so you don't hesitate. And I think there was a little bit of delay in passes at times. So, and Adam mentioned it. I think Redmond coming on today would have been a big help because he commits people. He's really good in tight areas where he can play one-twos and then he shifts and goes again. And Gineppo, if I'm honest... He's doing okay for the team, he's, but it's for a flair player, you can't just do okay. I think he's just lacking that little bit of explosive power where he gets a player one-on-one -on -one and he can get half a yard and really get away from someone. I don't see that in his game at the moment. And obviously Danny being out injured, he's not quite up to it. So I think there's a few things where the combinations are not quite flowing at the moment. They tried it in the second half a couple of times when the ball was centrally. It would go into Danny, he tried to play it around the corner to Shea. Shea tried to give it back. It was kind of too clustered in the middle of the pitch. So credit to West Ham and how they defended. But I think it's just that mental fatigue where there wasn't that adventurous play and that quick play to just open up West Ham's defence. 
Adam D mentioned Musa Gineppo there. He got another start in the team today. A flair player, but pretty much extinguished today. Yeah, it's difficult with Musa because I don't want to be too hard on him. I feel like I'm sort of singling him out a little bit pre-match and now as well, and to an extent, um, because he's working hard and you can't knock him for that. He's, he's There's no lack of effort for him, which is what you often criticise flair players for. You often say they don't work hard enough, they don't pull their weight for the team. So therefore, when they're not creating something, you kind of you feel like you're carrying them. Actually, he's not doing that. He conversely, his problem is maybe the opposite. That like he's been almost he's so keen, he's so eager, he's being so well drilled to be part of the team, to be part of the press, uh, to cover defensively. That actually, I wonder if it's taking a little bit away from his game at the moment in terms of his natural attacking game. Uh, maybe it's not, but it kind of feels a little bit like that because I don't understand why otherwise he's so stunted in in because we know he's got that pace, we know he's got an explosive first few yards, we know he's got some ability. We yes, we know his end product is a little bit hit and miss still, but he's exciting, and we're not seeing that from him at the moment. We're seeing a guy who's going out and trying hard, but putting in workmanlike performances. And to be frank, I don't really see the point of him being in the team if that's what he offers, because there are other people who could probably do that better. But the point of him being in the team is because of the the sort of flair and the excitement factor, but he's just not quite delivering it. And as the guy who who didn't start the last game, he was the fresh legs. He was the one who really you felt had to be the impetus in, in making those runs. But he just couldn't do it today. Um like I said, I, I just don't want to be too harsh because he is really working hard. But I wonder if it's if it's one where where Ralph and the team need to need to just kind of get an arm around him a little bit and, and try and declutter his mind almost because he, he's trying and working and trying so hard for the team that it's just taking away that attacking ability at the moment. And I think Saints, to get the most out of him, have to try and free him up a little bit more to be a bit more expressive and accept the fact that sometimes things are going to go wrong. But in a game like today, you would have loved to have had him try and, and try a bit more to be the player that could have unlocked that and actually got you a goal. Well, attention now shifts to the next job at hand, which is, of course, our clash against Liverpool. Uh, we spoke early on in the show about how important that six-day rest is going to be for Shea. But, Dean, how important is it for the whole team? Yeah, I think it's really important. It's been a, it's been a busy year. It's been a busy festive period, just for the players, the manager, the club, just to take five minutes. To be honest, just to kind of uh, change training a little bit, you know, analyze a game, have a real think about okay, what what have we not been doing lately that we have been doing all season? Because the team's been fantastic. It's been really really exciting. What's changed? What's been different? Give a few players to have extra recovery some players to get some extra training in you know when you're having games in short periods of time you don't really do them them bits in training that potentially players like doing for instance Danny Ings won't have been able to do in his finishing sessions the strikers won't been able to do extra shooting because the manager being like no off the training pitch we need you sharp for the game so to get that into the training again is just it's good because repetition and consistency in football is everything. So it would just be nice to have some downtime, maybe give the players a couple of days off, maybe give them some recovery sessions instead of training. Um, and I think just try and get that sharpness back because there's not much wrong. Defensively, it's good. We're picking up points still. Um, we're doing well in the Premier League. Um, no game is a given. No, doesn't matter where, where the opposition are in the league. Um, so just take that five minutes, reassess, 
appreciate it. it's been a really, really good start to the season and then start the new year in, in the manner that they continue to go on. Right, so there was no Ralph Hasanutal on the touchline today, so instead we spoke to the Southampton assistant manager, Richard Kitzbickler. I think it was, was OK for, for us. The good thing was we kept the clean sheet again against West Ham. It's not, not easy because they can score out of nowhere. They are a strong team. We have seen it in the last games we played them. It always has been tough. So this was the first time we kept the clean sheet. That was very positive. The effort was really good, especially in defending, defending our own goal. Also, we have good parts on the ball. We had some good combinations. Couldn't find maybe the last final action to really finalise and, and score a goal. But all in all, I think we can be happy with this point. Adam, Liverpool are top of the table, but it could be argued that they've blown hot and cold this season. What are your early thoughts ahead of that game? Well, I mean, Liverpool this season, you'd rather play this season's Liverpool than last season's Liverpool. But this season's Liverpool are still seriously good. So it's uh, it's sort of slim pickings in a, in a way. But if you're being positive, then yeah, they have obviously slipped up a few times already. They are definitely more vulnerable than they were last season but they're still chocked full of top-notch players. I mean, they're, they've got some just... Oh, it's always just stating the bleeding obvious, but they've got some just world-class talent there that can blow teams away. So I think from Saints' point of view, they need to focus on those positives. They need to concentrate on the fact they've kept a clean sheet uh, two games in a row here and, and that they've got, um, they've got a chance to try and shut out the best of the best, really, in Liverpool at the moment. But... It, it realistically it is still going to be a hard game. I hope again, and I'm sure they will, because Ralph has done this consistently. Will be positive in the game. They will, I'm sure they'll adapt a little bit for Liverpool. I'm sure that they will. They will try and make sure they're a bit more solid, but but that they keep that kind of shape, that attacking flair going. Um, uh, yes, they might sacrifice Gineppo for a Stuart Armstrong, for example, just to just to shore up that that front line a bit, but. Saints have got, got a chance. They go into every game this season with a chance because they're a really good team. Uh, yes, they're stalling a little at the moment compared to how good they were, but they're still doing well. They're still collecting points, keeping clean sheets. And, I, you know, there's no reason for them to fear playing Liverpool. They can give them a run for their money. And in the Premier League, if you can give a team a run for your money, then you're in it and you never quite know. And Saints have the quality, especially with Ings up front, that they can get a goal. And as long as you've got that in your locker, you're going to be a danger to any team, even even a team as good as Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Dean, what are your early thoughts on Liverpool? Do you think we've got enough to, to take all three points from them? 100%. The, the club and the players have definitely got, got enough to, to beat Liverpool. Um, but they are playing probably the, the best team in the league, the best team in Europe. Defensively, they're not quite as strong due to their injuries. So they will give you opportunities. And we have the firepower up front that, can take them opportunities in Danny Ings and, and Shea Adams and, and Theo Walcott. And Liverpool, you know, in attacking areas will give you a bit more space because they are adventurous. Um, they will make the pitch very, very big when they have possession of the ball. So there will be opportunities when the ball's turned over, when possession's won to, to attack them quickly. Um, but the good thing going into this game is that we've kept two clean sheets in a, in a row. And to beat Liverpool, you're going to have to defend well, potentially keep a clean sheet, um, McCarthy's going to have to have a good game as well, like last season when we beat Manchester City. So it's going to be a tough, tough game. It really is. But I think it'd be one of the players, the players will look forward to that. You want to play the best. You want to test yourself against the best players in the world, in the league. 
Um, so the players will be excited for that. And it could be the perfect game to come back to, to start the year off and think, OK, let's see where we really are. Let's measure how good we really are against the best team in the league. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. And we'll be back in the new year. <laughs>